Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Spatially podcast series. The Thinking Spatially podcast series, where we think spatially across space, across time, and across scales, from local to global scales. Greetings, Joseph Kursky here with you. Today's episode is on the environmental movement, connecting geography to a higher purpose. The environmental movement, connecting geography to a higher purpose. Since the 19th century, geography and the study of the environment have been increasingly intertwined as a discipline during the course of the evolution of the academy, or higher education. During that century, von Humboldt, Marsh, Ritter, and other geographers brought a holistic and environmental approach to the discipline. The word ecology was coined in 1866 by the German scientist Ernst Haeckel. H-A-E-C-K-E-L, aided by influences from evolutionary biology and looking at the world in an interconnected way, as geographers do. Biogeography emerged during the 1960s as the study of the distributions of species and ecosystems in geographic space and geological time. During the 20th century, human-environment interaction became a key part of geography departments, led by Carl Sauer and others and recognized as one of the core traditions of geography and became embedded in geography education standards throughout much of the world. Today, the environmental tradition is such a recognized part of geography that departmental names such as geography and environmental studies are common. Examples of areas of research in the subfield of environmental geography include environmental management, sustainability, emergency management, and political ecology. At many universities, environmental studies and environmental sciences programs are separate from geography, but even there, such as at the University of Kansas, home of one of the USA's oldest such programs, founded 1971, it is an interdisciplinary program, taught by faculty from professional schools, natural sciences, social sciences, and humanities. Pathways include climate change, conservation, environmental humanities, environmental security, food and agriculture, indigenous studies, land use and planning, geospatial analysis, and water and soil resources. Some scholars refer to environmental geography as integrated geography because it requires an understanding of the dynamics of physical geography as well as how human societies conceptualize the environment, an aspect of cultural geography. Indeed, because collective human behavior about the environment is organized and directed through culture, cultural geography is central to environmental studies. Environmental studies has an implied focus, an applied focus as well, driven by the broader environmental movement, with a keen awareness that planet Earth faces some serious environmental issues that need to be solved. Thus, the field not only includes deep immersion in ecology, philosophy, and geography, but also in ethics, politics, law, economics, environmental justice, planning, and natural resource management. Interdisciplinary journals and associations exist to support scholarship in these areas, such as the Association for Environmental Studies and Sciences, founded in 2008. As the focus in 2016 and beyond tends toward resilience, helping communities, regions, and countries cope 
with increasing environmental change and with it a recognition that human health, natural resource scarcity, and political instability were intertwined, cultural geographies are now invited as never before to serve on key environmental projects and initiatives. Yet long before the 19th century, geographers from Pliny and Hipparchus through Marco Polo and Ibn Battuta were examining and studying the environment, noting how plants, animals, climate, landforms, and soils varied across local areas, regions, and large sections of the globe. Therefore, the connections between geography and environmental studies may have flowered in the past century, but it makes sense that the connections go back to Eratosthenes' original definition of geography. To study geography means to study the earth and all that is in it. The environment represents the interaction of earth-sun relationships on the surface, the subsurface, and the atmosphere, and thus to study the earth is, in large part, to study the environment. The differences in, and revolutionary aspect of, the environmental movement of today versus the geography-environment connections of centuries past are several. First, as human population and technology have greatly expanded over the past century, geographers began to examine the impact of humans on the environment, and the impact of the environment on humans. They now, through GIS, geographic information systems, remote sensing, and field data collection devices, the means by which to monitor short and long-term environmental change as never before. Second, due to a complex set of historical events, land use change, urbanization, and media attention from books to electronic media, the environmental movement made an indelible mark not only on geographers, but upon the general public. For centuries, the predominant belief in many cultures was that humans had a right to exploit nature for the resources they needed to survive. This resulted in little widespread environmental alteration for centuries. But the ability of humans to change the environment of their own locales and then entire regions of the and then of the globe changed radically beginning in the mid 1700s with the advent of the industrial revolution. Yet the predominant belief held and indeed signs of quote progress end quote were marked in terms of how many rivers a society could dam, how many wetlands could be drained, how many mines could be dug, and indeed how many smokestacks were on a city's skyline, all pumping pollutants into the air. But this began to change in the late 19th century with the influence of the geographers mentioned here, but also by a growing awareness of and concern for the environment by poets, explorers, politicians, and other scientists, from Walden to Thoreau to Theodore Roosevelt. Special places around the world began to be set aside into national and regional parks as land protection took hold. Roosevelt wrote, warned in 1908 that, quote, the natural resources of our country are in danger of exhaustion if we permit the old wasteful methods of exploiting them longer to continue, end quote. Twenty-five years later, the Dust Bowl made it plainly evident that even soil was not an inexhaustible resource. Later in the century, acid rain's effect on tree health in Europe, in the United States and Canada, the connection of the ozone hole over Antarctica to chlorofluorocarbons, Rachel Carson's evidence that pollutants contributed even to the thinning of bald eagle shells, environmental disasters such as Chernobyl and the Love Canal, and a myriad of other events and studies took an imperative root in the public consciousness. If human beings were going to survive, humans would need to study, understand, and live in harmony with the environment. Public concern for environmental conditions has an increasing impact upon science as an enterprise. This in interest by the general public has been reflected in the expansion of academic departments specializing in environmental studies 
and an expansion in the number of career opportunities in environmental fields. Geography's holistic and interdisciplinary nature began to be seen anew as an advantage to people interested in studying and applying environmental science. Environmental protection became a legislative issue around the world. Local, regional, national, and international agencies were created to monitor and protect air, water, and soil quality for land and forest management and to address many other environmental concerns. International summits were convened in an attempt to quantify human-induced environmental and climatic change and to take steps to reduce the human impact. Nonprofit organizations were founded to bring awareness and support to endangered species and situations, such as deforestation in Indonesia and in Brazil. The environmental movement spawned a host of private companies, such as those developing wind and solar energy technologies. Today, environmental issues has spread far beyond academic walls into the public consciousness. After U.S. Senator Gaylord Nelson witnessed the ravages of the 1969 Santa Barbara, California oil spill, he announced the idea for a national teach-in on the environment and promoted events on 22 April 1970 in which 20 million Americans took part. Thus, the first International Earth Day marked the beginning of what many consider to be the modern environmental movement. Since that time, new terms became part of the public lexicon, sustainability, renewable, reduce, reuse, recycle, carbon cycle, and many more. Every major food manufacturer has an organic line of products. Hotels promote reuse of towels and sheets by their guests. Trash receptacles in airports, libraries, parks, and streets encourage people to sort their discards into recycle bins. Placards on curbs remind people that certain storm drains run straight into a local watershed, aquifer, or estuary. Efforts are made to reduce packaging on a whole host of products. Environmental awareness may be at an all-time high. Thus, the environmental movement has been influenced by geography and also, in first full circle, influences the discipline of geography. Scientific data, a significant part provided by geographers, is an increasing influence on environmental policy and also individual behavior. Environmental studies are complex, in part because science is recognized as something that is socially constructed, and in part because even the definition of nature is inherently complex. See more with Castry and Braun 2001's article. Environmental concerns also represent the classic geographic debate, one in which it is recognized that human societies make choices, and these choices have short and long-term harm and benefits to people and to the environment. Some people oppose what they consider to be radical or misplaced priorities of some environmentalists, arguing that human needs must take precedence over those of nature. Others believe that there are still far too few few truly sustainable practices in place and that it is imperative that humans change their individual and collective behavior. GIS and remote sensing, tools developed in large degree and amount by geographers, help bring people involved with a myriad of environmental issues together around common goals. For example, both sides of a heated and controversial issue in the Pacific Northwest surrounding logging and the plight of the endangered spotted owl were brought together using maps and GIS around the goal that each side had in common. That goal was a healthy forest. Both communities realized that they both wanted a healthy forest. Geographers aim to provide sound methods and a holistic view that yields a strong research base 
but allows many sectors of society, from policymakers to city planners, to make the wisest possible decisions for the planet and its people. The environmental movement continues to influence geography. For example, environmental justice, which includes considerations of the vulnerability of specific segments of the population as they are dispersed across space and time, has emerged as a significant field of study, having its beginnings with geographer Brian Berry's The Social Burdens of Environmental Pollution way back in 1977. The environmental movement has been one of the most visible components of the value of geographic thinking and research for the general public. Will it result in increased attention and support for the discipline of geography itself? Thanks for being with me today on this edition of the Thinking Spatially podcast, where we talked about the environmental movement connecting geography to a higher purpose. Joseph Kursky here with you. Have a great day.